0: Welcome to the PropTech Podcast, it's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. I passionately believe we need to create and grow a sense of community between the innovators and the real estate agents and property owners and sharing our stories is a great way to do that. The aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a tech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible and to explore the issues and challenges raised by the tech and how they can create amazing property experiences. And this week, it's one for the commercial property owners and managers with an interview with Wayne Herbert from AI Assets, a smart new tech with some very big credentials that solves a problem nearly every building owner currently has with its asset register. Now, AI Assets is an AI-driven property asset management platform that makes it quick and easy to identify, capture, and manage the thousands of features, systems, materials, and devices that make up the asset register of any commercial or industrial building. The company used to be known as Aston Industries, but recently it changed its name to AI Assets to reflect the capability of its new platform, which it has used with some landmark projects with major property owners, including Woolworths, Combank, and even the Sydney Cricket Ground. Wayne has more than 20 years experience working in property valuations and asset management consulting himself. So he knows firsthand how laborious, time-consuming and problematic the traditional methods of capturing assets for an asset register is, and how powerful getting access to an up-to-date asset data can be when budgeting and reporting. So here to explain more, Wayne Herbert, welcome to the PropTech podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So look, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this um, because smart buildings uh, and smart cities are part of my passion. Um, So I really want to understand what is the AI assets elevator pitch?
1: Uh, It's really about data efficiency, data capture, data quality. Mm-hmm. Um, really getting from getting uh, data off spreadsheets and, and really into the modern world and cloud-based, easily accessible and easily updatable.
0: Mm. So what we're talking about, though, is around this idea of capturing the assets for a property and turning them into to data, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, the physical assets of a property. So, you know, your air conditioning, your plant, your equipment, your yep. building fabrics and finishes.
0: Yeah, and so we hear a lot about how they're all the things that make up a smart building these days, but in older buildings, I imagine, you know, making them modern is quite a task.
1: Yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, It's funny, I was actually speaking to a potential client this morning around the way they do things and they've got no data at all on their buildings, they work totally reactive, Right, Um, And yeah, they just wait till something breaks to fix it. So So, it really is an issue with a lot of old property portfolios.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's wind back a little bit. Let's talk about um, asset management in commercial property. How has that been done traditionally?
1: Yeah. So there's one example. So they're they're a client. They they physically just wait till something breaks to fix it. Right. Um, So purely reactive. And, you know, and that's the way it's done a lot of times. And a lot of that is because getting the data is is quite difficult or it lives in an old spreadsheet. You know, those mm-hmm. that do have it, it's a spreadsheet that, you know, it could be five, ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's why they work off.
0: Yep. Um, or a filing cabinet, I imagine. Like when, when when you bought it and they gave you the manual. <laughs> like, exactly right. Put that under someone's desk, keep it from wobbling.
1: <laughs> managers' mind, you know, it's the guy, oh, I've been here since the start. I know where everything is. And it's like, yeah, but then you leave. Yeah. And nobody knows anything. So and that often that happens a, a lot in the industry.
0: Okay. So so I guess what we've got here inside existing and older buildings is a whole lot of unstructured data, haven't we? Like we've we've got a whole lot of assets that no one really knows about. Yep. And and what we're looking to do is to turn them into a data stream so that they can be managed more effectively.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, trying yeah. to get the, the data up to date, basically. And, yeah,
0: so trying to trying to turn something analogue into something digital. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So so problems are doing it the old way, really slow, no one knows what's what.
1: <laughs> yeah, time is a big thing. So, yeah. um, you know, to capture the data is really cumbersome usually. yeah, really, you know, And then it's, like I say, if it's in an Excel sheet, it's out of date, you know, and stored in that Excel sheet for years so people can be working off five, ten-year-old data. Yeah. Um, budget blowouts. Not knowing exactly what they're going to be able to predict moving forward. So that's a big thing. Is is cost. Yeah. Um. So they're they're really probably the biggest issues. Right. Of doing so, it the old the old way.
0: Yeah. So if I'm a building owner, what that's making me at risk of is what I guess unexpected ex- big expenses coming up because I just didn't realise something was wearing out.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another. I'll give you another example of um, a project we did a number of years ago. It was for a hospital over at Orange
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they just appointed a new service provider and it was a service provider got us in to help them. Um, you know, they was provided an asset register through through the tender process. They had a five-year mm-hmm. contract to maintain the, the hospital and um, we went in and did, and did a, a full asset register for them and we they had over $2 million in variations from assets that weren't listed in the
0: Ow. So yeah, so of course to... <laughs> that goes
1: to, so that's the owner that is paying an extra 2 million dollars per year because they so, didn't know that so there's an example of the the budget blowouts from not knowing what, so, your, what your assets are.
0: So just explain that to me though though what was what was 2 million dollars was that that the hospital had, had 2 million dollars worth of assets that it didn't know about or That
1: was variations they... to maintain the unknown assets. So during the oh, process okay. that the hospital provided from their existing systems Yep. This is the asset register, what we need maintaining. Yep. Um, a contractor came in. I won't say their name. Um, yep. Am I allowed to say names? I don't know. <laughs> They're one of the largest FM service providers in, in Australia and globally. Right. Yeah. Um, so they came in, won the tender, and then yep. they went to site, and we did a due diligence of capturing the actual asset register for them mm-hmm. and found a lot more assets. So obviously then their maintenance fees went up by $2 million to the owner.
0: Wow. Okay. So does that mean that they were already paying the two million because they were, but they just didn't realise that they were?
1: Well, they weren't probably maintaining all of their assets.
0: Oh, ow. Okay. They was only
1: maintaining (laughs) what was in their existing system. So yeah, a lot of assets weren't being maintained. Were failing.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So cost implications there were pretty big.
0: Yeah, so does that make people a little bit relu- – like is, is this a bit ostrich with head in the sand sort of stuff? Do we Are, are there landlords or owners out there who just don't want to know? <laughs> like
1: yeah, you do definitely. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if – I wouldn't say it's the owners that don't want to know. I think it's the ones that are managing the portfolios don't want to know. Right. It's, it's really – obviously as an owner you'd want to know that. You'd want to know well, what's there, what's what's my true value, what's my future costs yeah etc but if you're managing the portfolios sometimes it's a bit no hold on you've exposed this here and we've we've seen that a couple of times with clients as well yeah it's like hold on a minute you're showing me up i should be looking after all of this equipment
0: right (laughs) and i didn't even know it existed i've been walking past it every day and forgot about it well i mean you do you go blind don't you when you're in a when you're in a building or you're in an environment all the time you stop seeing things um find it when it fails yeah that's yeah that's right so the problem that building owners have got at the moment with with long standing existing assets is that they haven't they have a whole lot of assets sitting inside their portfolio that they may not know about until they fail then they're going to be facing a rather large bill to get them fixed but if they're aware of them in advance they'll be able to start to budget plan and manage for upgrades and updates and things like that yeah that's exactly yeah okay cool so how big a problem is this in the commercial real estate sector? Huge. I can imagine because I'm thinking there's a lot of very old commercial buildings out
1: there. <laughs> there's a lot of old old buildings and it's not just commercial really. It's, you know, you can yeah. look across all the sectors. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a real big issue and it's, you know, it's well documented that reactive maintenance is at least three to four times more expensive than, you know, planning, oh. planned
0: maintenance. Oh, I like that number. Um, Yeah, okay. And and why is that? Because some things fail rather than just getting yeah. A, well, obviously, a bit of oil and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like looking at it from a,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, obviously, there's a maintenance side of it, but also every asset in a building has a life cycle to it. You know, yeah. looking at say, for example, lighting. For example, it might be a 20 year life cycle on a light. If a building was built in twenty, 20 in the year 2000,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in 20 years' time, all of those lights in that building are going to be coming to their end of their life. Yeah. So on a reactive yep. way, is people will wait till light breaks. They'll do a call-out, you know, you get the call-out, you know, minimum charges, et cetera, to change the lights. But over the next year or two, they're going to constantly keep popping and they're going yeah. to keep calling out different ones where if you've got it planned, you'll know in 2020 that, hey, these lights are coming all to the end of their life. You can do it as a whole.
0: Yeah, or you could even do something like, well, you know, if they're 20-year-old lights, maybe we should upgrade them to LED or something and therefore improve the improve the quality and do it in one.
1: Hand. Yeah, there's a number of areas you can, you can do things.
0: Okay. Yeah, but you can well,
1: you can plan properly and you can save a lot, you know, budget better.
0: Okay, so so tell me how how AI assets works because you used to be called Aston Industries, which a few people might know you about. But so but you've now got some proprietary tech. So tell me how that works.
1: Yeah, so it's um it's really about it's a two part system. So there's a, an application for using on site for data data capture, mm-hmm. um, which really makes that side of things much more efficient. Um, you know you can really go in a in a building really quick and capture it. There's nothing you know it gets away from the old pen and paper methods and and mm-hmm. and, and that type of stuff to speed that process up. and it's and then the the the, the online database, which is through the cloud, mm-hmm. um that's got life cycle data included in it and co- you know your cost re- capital replacement cost, your life cycle data um to to help you produce those those budgets and and it's really about bringing that asset register off the Excel sheet or the filing cabinet mm-hmm. into the modern world and into the cloud and, and keeping it active and live in the most efficient way so you're not working off old data.
0: Right, okay. So so I'm imagining back in the old days, you know, a couple of years ago, we used to go around with, what, a clipboard or something and <laughs> write everything down on, on a, a, you know, facilities manager would, would maybe go around and write stuff on a clipboard and then go back to their desk and type it into a spreadsheet. And that's exactly
1: right, yeah, that's and that's okay. my background. that's what I used to do. That's where this sort of came from. And um so I used to do that you know you'd you'd use a clipboard, pen and paper, you know your camera, you'd come and try and put it back together into an excel sheet or you know you'd use a couple of different systems that are out there, but they're all quite cumbersome. yeah, um and you, you you miss you miss a lot of data because it's you know when you're out in the field all day, it's yeah you lot miss a lot of assets. yeah,
0: okay, you know, so
1: the quality of data drops down and it's it's a slow cumbersome task.
0: Right, and so as a as an asset, ma- you know, manager or capturer in this uh, asset lifecycle manager in this space, you thought, "What well, stuff this for a game of dominoes? There's got to be a better way." Or?
1: Yeah, I've always had that sort of you know mind of like, "Well, there's got to be a quicker way of doing this." That's always been my mind, and that's you know what led to building this system from using different systems, you know, from the paperboard uh, for the clipboard to pen and paper to you know several di- or numerous different systems. Just none of them were quick and efficient. And it's just like, how can you get data quicker than this? Mm -hmm. So it's my born frustrations and then trial and error. And that's what came up with what we've got.
0: Okay. So, and so you're, when you're out on site, you're what, taking photos or capturing the details of things, and what you've got a centralized database of common. Assets and types and classes that are kind of pre pre recorded or pre registered or pre
1: recorded. So there's over eighteen hundred different types of building assets currently in the system, which is growing Mm -hmm. you know daily. Um, That can be modified by the user, so they can add new assets in if they have different types of asset classes Mm -hmm. into that. Yeah, and that's all in the central system. And basically, the process is once you've been on site, you just synchronise to the cloud, and you can generate the reports. There's no there's no collaborating it all on the back end the system does that
0: you don't have to go back to the office and get your girl to type it up or anything i love that
1: you can either get the simple asset register out you can get your life cycle plans your condition reports just at a click of a button i
0: I, there i can see people cheering everywhere and now let's hear a word from our sponsors For almost 16 years, Direct Connect has made moving easy for over 1.2 million renters and homeowners by arranging connections to a wide range of services, from electricity and gas to internet and pay TV. With a national team of local account managers who are experts in the industry, Direct Connect are there to support your real estate business with competitive rewards for every successful connection, plus an industry-leading rewards program. The connection process is simple and Direct Connect's always-on guarantee ensures your customers will be connected on the day they move in. Direct Connect offers a range of market-leading suppliers and Direct Connect has now made it even easier than ever to send connections directly integrating with MRI Software's Property Tree. So in just a few clicks while processing a tenancy, you can send the connection details through and get your customers connected. To make the right connection and find out how Direct Connect can make moving easy for you and easy for your customers, visit agents.directconnect.com.au or call 1300 558 169. So, how does this help buildings become old buildings or analogue buildings become smart and digital?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. Obviously, I guess the key one is they're going to be working off more modern and accurate data.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's, that's where we sort of see it, that we want to be, you know, we, smart buildings, is it is a it is a buzzword, isn't it? But are they really smart? And I don't think they are because, you know, definitely for smart building, it's got sensors here, sensors there, the BMS, you know, all these different systems. None of them talk to each other and none of them are linked. So yeah. how smart is it? And, you know, it gives you data out, but somebody still has to analyse the data to do it. So to me... You know, a smart system really is it. they should all be linked together and the system should be telling you what to do and when to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think the key, you know, central to that are all the physical assets of a building, which is, you know, where I see that we are. And and that's where I want to be and linking with all of these other systems to to truly make smart buildings.
0: Yeah, because we see there are quite a, there are sort of a growing number of solutions out there that are, that are collating and, and collecting all the data sources from the the smart devices that are inside buildings and sending data streams in. But I guess the missing link that you guys are filling is that also that there's an awful lot of buildings and materials and property features that 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 aren't smart, that are just, you know, they got built as part of the building and 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 that but they still need to be maintained and managed. Yeah. I mean a pipe pipes aren't smart, are they? No. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, God bless Septic Sewage.
1: So feeds down to the budget at the end of the day. You know, it all goes into yeah. it of when should I replace an asset? You know, and so that's where we're really interested in linking into the smarter systems is to get the data from them so we can get our life cycle predictions much more accurate.
0: Okay, awesome. So, if every building in a property owner's portfolio had its assets captured with AI assets, how would that change their portfolio, or or what they do with their portfolio? It really gives them better control over it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess that that's the key to it. It will give them much better control over you know future costs, future budgets, future maintenance, and a, a real overall picture of, of of their asset portfolio. Okay. Which can lead into obviously valuations, you know, the purchasing and selling of properties. Yep. You know, if because obviously if you've got a good history, you know, when you're in the sale process, a good history and a good future planning in a way it's like a logbook of your of your of your building portfolios yeah um it gives a great insight to to the purchaser or the or the seller
0: yeah and uh, yeah i guess that's that's true isn't it because we have log books for cars and we have um you know and we're able to see the sort of service history of of a car it makes it's very strange that we don't have that yet for for buildings yeah or no, no, it's not common practice yet.
1: Yeah, no, and and you look at people when they do like an in, looking for investments. You know, looking at say buyers agents in the retail in the residential area, they always look at the return on investments. But the one area they miss, you know, is is really about well, what am I going to be spending on that project property yes. over Yay. that investment period?
0: Yes, you yeah. Know, so
1: have... stripping it back to residential, it's like buyers agent goes out. Here's ten properties. Here's your return on investment in ten years. Mm-hmm. But they don't look at well, what you've got to spend on each of those properties in the ten years in replacements and maintenance costs. So, what's yeah. the real return on investment? So, that's a big part that's missed in throughout the industry in different sectors.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, so you're only so so the products primarily at the moment for um, commercial, but could it also be used for residential?
1: Yes, yeah, so I certainly um, to a degree. Well, yeah, in that example, I've just given there for the typical residential house, certainly within strata communities, they can, where they have to have mm-hmm. a 10-year capital works budget in place due to the Royal Commission that was a few years ago and legislation. Um, so that area needs it. So, you know, it's it's built in, it's there, you know, and, and the typical way that they do it, strata managers go in, pluck some numbers out of the air, put it on a sheet and go, easier. Is yes. your uh, capital works plan <laughs> for the next ten years, and then obviously it's not accurate, so you get the special levies come through, and the owners are the ones that end up paying them because they miss certain big
0: items off. Yeah, yep. yep. I, I believe I may be a member of a strata community that does exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got, you've had some, or you've got some pretty big clients. Um, what, and and you've sort of built the product out with with. Um, are we talking about Woolworths? Are we allowed to say Woolworths? If we aren't, If we're not, we'll take them out. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll start that again. Um, so you've had some pretty big clients, and in fact, you built the product out with with the support of a major client. Um, what was what was their experience? What were the, their experiences in using the platform? What kind of things were revealed? You talked about the hospital example before. I really want to pull apart the sort of things that came out of the um, audits that you did.
1: Really, it was yeah. It was the it was the speed and efficiency of what which we did them. So it's um, I think we can talk. It's a large supermarket
0: chain, re- yep.
1: retail chain. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and they would you know we're walking through their properties you know in less than a day for capturing six or seven hundred assets in in detail barcode actually putting barcodes onto the assets, getting all the details. You know, from the assets, et cetera. And um, the speed of it, they was just, yeah, they was flabbergasted. So we managed to do it through, awesome. through twenty through last year when it was through all the lockdowns throughout Australia, almost mm-hmm. two thousand stores, um, Australia wide through through all of that issues and we did it in, in less than five
0: months. That's awesome. That's awesome. So just that's phenomenally quick, isn't it? Yeah. And and so we're talking metaphorical bar codes, don't we? We're not saying they labeled the Building with barcodes.
1: No, we physically tagged. Yeah, so <laughs> right, every asset, okay. we physically put a tag on every, or not, not every assets, but all the key assets.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And so
1: the process down itself. So we would have got through that portfolio quicker if we weren't physically, if you
0: weren't barcoding them.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, look, they understand barcodes. They, <laughs> I'm sure, it's a supermarket chain. They understand barcodes. So, so, so as part of that, you discovered, I imagine, assets that they didn't know they had. Yes, and assets that they thought they had that they didn't have any longer, or
1: yeah, that's exactly right. So they we 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 um we covered that off basically in the pilot. We did a number of stores in a pilot run, compared it to the existing data, and yeah, they realised that the data they had was like I said in in the first instance, extremely out of date. It was in yep. it was in a typical CMMS. It was in Maxima when yep. um, they was updating to a newer version of Maximo and and they knew that what they had just was, because it was implemented probably 20 years ago when they first started using Maximo. Right. You know, and that's a lot. That's another big problem is, you know, the CMMS systems is typically they give you the system, you put your asset data in then you work from it. Mm-hmm. But the, the asset register doesn't get updated as efficiently or as, or as good as it should.
0: No, because rubbish in, rubbish out, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so, how big a gap was there between what they thought they had and what they, what they actually had? Like, can you give us some examples of the?
1: <laughs> so I don't think it's an issue, is it? So it's yeah, it's well over fifty percent inaccurate.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So, so they had fifty percent more or less of what they thought, or just bit of both? They bit had of both. some
1: assets there that didn't exist. Yep. And a hell of a lot of assets there that did exist that they didn't know, didn't have in their systems.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. And so yeah, so what they're moving to is is more of a the IoT type of section. They want a, a, scan, yeah. to, a scan to a scanner fix sort of system where, you know, the staff can use the little PDAs, scan their assets and log their work orders simply.
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And I mean, look, I imagine that solves a lot of well, you don't need to fill in a form, you don't need to do any of that stuff. All the data's captured, right, when you scan it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah,
0: yeah, perfect. Okay, and you don't need to worry about ordering the wrong part or
1: no. Well, that... it's
0: like oh no, it's a, it's a, it's the twenty BE, not the twenty BC.
1: Yeah, that's right. We had a we had a mining client that uh, was doing it, and they said you know one of the areas would be just simply knowing what air conditioning unit they had in their dongas, the, the the accommodation. Yeah. Because each time one fails, they have to call the technician. He has to go out to site. Looks at what the unit is, goes back to the yard, picks up the pieces, goes back to the units. Oh, Whereas if God. he could just click on site and go, okay, I know that's a Fujitsu aircon, he yep. could just go straight to site with that, and he's saving you know a few hours each time.
0: Well, and also the people in there desperately waiting for the aircon to be turned back on would be <laughs> having a better experience
1: too, right? or whatever. And, yeah, and if you if
0: you, it's 45 degrees, If
1: you transfer <laughs> that to commercial <laughs> buildings and think about the you know say an aircon unit or hot water going down. Yeah, it's it's quite critical to all the tenants in there that it gets up and running as fast as possible. Yeah, I think we've all worked in uh, offices where the aircon's been down and it's either freezing cold or stinking hot.
0: Yeah, yeah, we certainly have. I think it's why we all enjoy working from home now. Um, so so how big is AI assets? Like, tell us about your team.
1: Yeah, so we, we've been expanding, so we're 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 growing now to there'll be eight members. In the next few weeks, we're just um, just recruiting in the final stages for our fourth software developer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then we've got we've started with a BD guy, a new BD salesperson in the last uh, two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. So the- and and so just to be clear, if you're selling your product to sorry, is in the background, um, you're selling your product to. Um, to landlords and building owners, or you're selling your product to um, asset firm, like uh, asset capture firms. It's a who, few. Who it's a few clients? actually.
1: So yeah, typically building consultants who yep. do this type of work. You know, they're a the primary target for us. So they can use a system and, and, and go and do their work more efficiently and increase their profits and and you know the, the outputs to their clients. Yep. Um, there is obviously service providers consult. Um, the building managers, FM managers, those type of areas. And and ultimately it's, you know, it's the building owners because they're the ones who, you know, they're the ones who foot all the costs basically. So they should be realizing that things can be done more efficiently and they can get more value out of it.
0: Yeah, awesome. As a real estate agent, you know you need to be doing more content marketing, but creating posts for social media, creating videos and reports is hard work, lots of hard work and it takes time. So that's why you need Home Prezo. If you're a typical agent posting one or two social media posts a week, HomePrezo can save you between 75 to 100 hours a year. How many more properties could you sell with if you had that time back? HomePrezo can help you create engaging, informative videos about how the property market in your local suburb is performing. Plus, it makes creating suburb reports, rental videos for landlords and social media infographics an absolute piece of cake. If you can type in a suburb or type an address, you can create a Prezo using Home Prezo in just a few minutes. Listeners to the PropTech podcast receive a 14-day free trial. Now, that's twice as long as the normal free trial. So go to homeprezo.com.au and click the sign up button and use the code PropTech to get your extended free trial. Click the link in our show notes. So, so tell, so tell us a little bit about your background. You're, you've been an asset or a building consultant.
1: Yeah, yeah. So originally in the UK, I was a carpenter and joiner. That's where I first started. When I left okay. school many moons yeah. ago, <laughs> um, came over to us in in the mid 90s, mm-hmm. and and really transitioned. Yeah, got into doing um, condition audits on properties. So my first one job with 99 was. Uh, doing condition audits on TAFE in New South Wales
2: mm-hmm.
1: and using this really old cumbersome system that, you know, to put one asset in, you had to enter about 30 fields and it was just, oh, god. yeah, you do <laughs> about five assets an hour. It was shocking. So we went through <laughs> TAFE and even then we started trying different ways of doing it, you know, using a little video recorder and recording and then going to type it up and using voice recognition. But yeah, really from that, started doing that for many years, really. Um, you know, I've been doing that for over 20 years now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, doing condition audits, asset registers, lifecycle modelling uh, and that type of stuff for, for properties. But, yeah, using all the different sort of facilities. So that's where I started Aston in 2011. Yeah. And um, originally as a building consultancy to do that type of work, we started building the product to help us do that work. And then we yep. soon realised, no, this is – once we got it, it was like, hey, this is really working well. It yep. makes a huge difference. We, we ta- we've we shifted to now be the prop tech company and step away from the consultancy.
0: Okay, awesome. If we change the valuation model, you know, so AI Assets, I guess, has the potential to change the valuation the way that we're valuing buildings or is it just going to make those valuations a lot more, you know, accurate? Yeah, I think it can
1: enhance the valuations. You're going to get mm-hmm. greater insights into the building. You know, obviously valuations a different area. Yeah, um, but it's really going to enhance it because, you know, you're, you're going to know past costs, how, how the building's been maintained, what the future costs involved are, etc.
0: I guess it's going to be interesting if in the future we start to understand running costs, isn't it? Because yeah. like, so, okay, it's a little bit like owning a, like when you own a car, you know, if you buy a brand new car that the running costs are going to be pretty low, and if you buy an older car, that the running costs are going to be higher. But it'd be interesting to, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that then impacts on the, the final value.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. It is. It's it's a big part of the buildings, isn't it? Like you say, there's yeah. that many existing buildings out there. Yeah. That, that, that are all yeah. them old cars, and it's you know what's the cost on them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't is there the potential for this to help feed into things like neighbours ratings or? Yeah, or things that we're trying to understand. Yeah.
1: So I'm talking to um, a company at the moment about linking into doing energy audits and and future ratings of that type of stuff for it. So without a doubt, yeah, it's it's really is does fit into that area,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's you know it's not really something that we we don't want to we want to link into the third party system systems to help us do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Get
1: those experts helping us.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what's the commercial? What's the competitive landscape like? Um, who are your main competitors or who else is out there doing this sort of stuff? Do I
1: name them or what do I do? I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to name competitors.
0: <laughs> well, no, mainly people normally don't. But, I, I mean, is there a lot going on in the space or is it like why? Yeah,
1: there is to a degree. There's, there's, there's probably, you know, there's four or five close competitors. Um, they do things a bit differently than what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got, you've got, you know, the fringe competitors. So there is like, um, you get systems where it's a form builder and you can build your form to help you capture data. Um, and then obviously you get the CMMSs and a lot of them say we do this type of work, but they don't, you know, it's, it's quite clear they don't when you use a system, but they'll say, yeah, no, we help you capture your data. Um, but they don't, they don't, they don't do it to the depth and the speed and the accuracy that we do. So it's really, you know, we don't see them as competitors, CMMSs, we hope to partner with those. So we can help, you know, be in their site audit tool, lifecycle tool that plugs into their their systems and makes their data more more accurate and like you say, crap in, crap out. We're hoping yeah. to make it good in, good out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I guess the issue really is that people don't think in spreadsheets, which do we? Like when we're when we're going around looking at a building, you don't tend to think in in spreadsheets yet all of the systems and structures that we've created involve you requiring to think like you're in a spreadsheet so so whereas you're what you're doing is it, I, you're using an ipad aren't you so sort of capturing photos and and tagging and
1: soon it'll be cross-platform so yeah. we'll we're addressing that so it's going to be cross-platform yes yeah, yeah. so that's what you're using and but you can get the excel output still at the click yeah
0: bottom. Yeah, yeah, so turning that unstructured data into structured data. Cool. So so what do you think the next five years holds for commercial real estate, especially in this kind of asset space?
1: Yeah, I think I think we touched on it earlier is that the smart buildings actually becoming smart buildings and not not what smart buildings are classed as now. I think that'll go to the next level where the systems do all talk to each other and they all get valuable insights from each other that mm-hmm. affects everything else. And I think they'll give you the smarter outputs you know, you don't still need the expert there as such to go and tell you what those outputs mean. Yeah. I think the systems will talk together, and I think and I think it will be more smaller companies linking together. I don't think it will be, you know, there's so many systems out there that say they do everything. Yeah. And they're just big, in my experience, they're big and cumbersome. And yeah. And a lot of people just get frustrated with them. It's, you know, I think it's going to be more of an ecosystem, which is great for the prop tech sector we're all in, is there's going to be a lot of collaboration between these smaller prop techs. To make truly smart buildings
0: yeah so we're seeing we're seeing expertise being like a um you know and an inch wide and a mile deep now and then sort of the that that expertise handing off rather than kind of being sort of generalized and pretty crap (laughs) across everything right (laughs) is from
1: doing what i've done as a consultant for years that's my expertise so i'm not going to try and build something that's not my expertise no. When somebody over here has got that expertise, and I can join in with them and link together.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay. So, so Wayne, what does the future hold for AI assets? What's on your roadmap?
1: Yeah, so our roadmap really is now, you know, to to push our our software further afield. You know, we want to look at. Obviously, it's going to be difficult at the moment, but we want to go overseas in the next twelve months. Um, but in the short shorter term than that, we want to start linking in and having discussions and linking into these other third party softwares. Um, to see what we can get you know out of our systems together and how we can collaborate.
0: Cool. so the platform you've already like the platform's working, it's completely functional and you're just really in scale mode, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. yeah. so we've been using it you know in its first iteration for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really in the last 12 months, you know that's more been the beta testing from our side of it in the last 12 months we've started to get in some some clients on more word of mouth, we haven't really marketed huge. Um, but now we're in the stage of yes, yeah, so we're there now ready, we know it's stable, we know it's working, we've got a good client base. Um, so really now it's that scale mode. Yeah.
0: That sounds fantastic. Well, look, I'm really looking forward to watching the future of AI assets um turning making sort of dumb buildings and analog buildings digital and smart. That's um it sounds like a, a great goal and I think um our cities will be better for it.
1: Yeah, hopefully. And I think it, I think together the proptech will all make a great difference to the industry.
0: Yeah. Wayne Herbert, thanks so much for being on the PropTech podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So that was Wayne Herbert from AI Assets, an asset register consultancy that has pivoted to become a PropTech after being able to see how they could capture assets and build asset registers more efficiently and easily using the power of big data and AI. What I love about AI assets is that it's solving an immediate pain point, which is seriously painful for commercial property owners and managers. I mean, imagine owning hundreds of assets, millions and billions of dollars in assets to only really have a vague idea as to the state of the age of those assets, equipment and the features of the building, and only really truly understanding the details about them when someone rings up to let you know that something's broken. AI Assets is a great illustration of how PropTech is helping us as an industry to move from being reactive to proactive as building owners and managers. And one of the biggest issues we face in trying to execute these ideas around smart cities and smart buildings is, well, where do you start? So much of the building stock in our cities is dumb. It's a legacy of when they were built and the disappearance of the information over time around the assets that are in those buildings. But starting with an asset audit that captures exactly what you've got and lets that quickly be updated so that you're dealing with an accurate flow of data, well, surely that's the first step to transforming our buildings and our cities. I think it's really exciting. So now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or to drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or Facebook. And you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my audio support, Charlie, Hollands and the fabulous Jill Escudero, and our sponsors Direct Connect, making moving easy, Smidge Wines, exclusive wines made in limited quantities and available only via the cellar door at smidgewines.com, and Home Prezzo, now part of ActivePipe and helping you create engaging content for your email marketing. If you are a prop tech, please make sure you join the PropTech Association of Australia Why? Well, because it means you'll be able to enter the very first ever PropTech Awards. We've got 21 awards up for grab for startups, scale-ups, and even established real estate property technology suppliers. So check out proptechassociation.com.au and go to the awards page. It's really easy to enter, but entries close on March 19, so get cracking. Thanks everyone. Until next week, keep on PropTeching.